Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Mad Lit Musings. I am always excited to have authors on the show to talk about books and life. And today we have Patricia Bradley. Hi, Patricia. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. And it's, I understand it's quite cold up there. Yes, it is cold. We are recording this in, um, well, the end of February. So when people listen to this, it'll be closer to summer. But right now it is definitely cold. So <laughs> I'm a little envious of your um, warm Mississippi weather. That it's going to be 60 warm. today. <laughs> How much is it? 60. Oh, that sounds lovely. With the sun. 16 sun. Sunshine is something else we don't get a lot of during the winter here in Wisconsin. So. So Patricia, tell us a little bit about what you write and um, what book we're chatting about today. Okay, I write romantic suspense, inspirational romantic suspense, which is an oxymoron, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Christian murder mysteries. But uh, anyway, uh, I and, and they have a thread of romance in them. I always say I write suspense with a twist of romance because... I don't have a lot. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to get people together and have in romantic interludes when they're running for their life or right. somebody's trying to kill them. So <laughs> I've always I, kind, of, I, kind of wondered that, you know, even when you're watching a movie and it's like they're they're getting shot at and they suddenly stop to, you know, kiss or something. I'm like, what? Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I, that, that I totally get. But uh, right now, this book that comes out in. Um, August, it'd be August 2nd, is Deception, and it's the fourth book in my Natchez Trace Park Rangers series, okay. and it's the final book, so I'm saying goodbye to my characters, although um, I, most of the, all the books are standalones, they're okay. um, new characters, new problems. All right, so we don't have to read books one, two, and three before no. we read Deception, although we'll probably want to, so. Yeah, and it does give you a sense of what uh, it's like to work the Nat on the Natchez Trace. Uh, they're entirely different from any other park service because they're all law enforcement rangers. Okay. It's it, and the Natchez Trace goes from Nashville to Natchez. It's 444 miles, okay. and it's patrolled by the Natchez Trace Park Rangers, and um, they're. I didn't know that when I started the series, I thought I could just throw any ranger in there. Okay. So, cause I was, I, you know, I thought I knew about park rangers, but I didn't. So I've learned quite a bit. And then I also learned there is a uh, group called the ISB, the uh, investigative services branch of the national park service. There are seven, 37 of them that go all over the country solving the, Worst of the worst crimes. I did not know that. I didn't either. They're the, they're the FBI of the National Park Service. Wow. Now I want to research that just to learn about it. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. And I, the, I interviewed the uh, director of the Natchez Trace Park. Natchez Trace Rangers. Uh, she's based about 50, she was based 50 miles from me in Tupelo. Okay. And and I when I originally conceived this idea, it was to set the story up 
in a place I was familiar with. I'm about 35 miles from on. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm within 50 miles of, of 50 miles of the trace. I mean, right. and I use it all the time. I used to go to Jackson on it and I go to Nashville on it because it's a, it's a beautiful drive, not much traffic. Only problem is the speed limit is 50 miles an hour, which can drive you nuts, but they don't usually bother you at 55. So okay, well, I can do that. A little bit of a license there. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's beautiful. The the trace is beautiful, whether it's in the mountains or the hills of Tennessee or the 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 smaller hills in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that you set the story there because I mean, as a Midwesterner, I'm not even remotely familiar with the name, let alone yeah. that area you, is, is not super popularized. Yeah, it is. It's actually set in Natchez, Mississippi. Okay. Is, which at one time was the wealthiest town in the United States. There were more millionaires in Natchez than anywhere else. Really? Yes. And so it, it's a beautiful old town with beautiful uh, old mansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went there. I had never been to Natchez. Okay. And my editor, when I proposed it, she liked the Natchez Trace idea, and I was had pitched it for uh, around my area, and she said, but we're going to set it in Natchez. <laughs> but that was good, because that gave me a reason to go, and I went, for the first two books, I went probably five times okay. and spent time down there, and then COVID hit, and well, yeah. I hadn't been back, but I, got into, I did enough research there while I was there, and I, I did the spring tour. I think it was a spring tour. They have pilgrimages and you go, you visit all the houses. Oh, a lot of the houses, they have a tour and, and I saw several of them, but you can go any time of the year and mm-hmm. see many of them, like Melrose, where I set one of the murders. So, okay. All right. And, and then there's Windsor, uh, Windsor. Oh, I can't think. Anyway, it's a, it was a, a five story home in the middle of nowhere that they were having a dance, a ball, and a man was smoking a cigar and he laid it on the baluster and it burned the house down. And all are, it's called Windsor Ruins. And all there, and it was, it has the pillars that the floors were built on. Wow. It's just amazing. I've got pictures. I, I, I need to, I got to make me some Pinterest boards and put all that on. I, I spent <laughs> a lot of time, more time. Yeah, you know, we can, yeah, the rabbit trails of research, I call them, can really suck time away, but it's so fascinating when you get into some of these areas that you, you either don't hear as much about, or you just find that there's a lot of unique history that isn't talked about. It is, it is, it's, it's, it, and, and down around Natchez, it, it's beautiful, and it's warm in the winter mm-hmm. and spring, mm-hmm. and not really bad, I mean, it, you have the heat and humidity, but it's, I don't think it's as bad as North Mississippi. Sure. Sure. Because they have a breeze off the river. Okay. It's right on the, Na- the Mississippi River. Oh, yeah, that'll help. That, yeah. that river breeze is nice. We've got some of that up here, too. So so yeah. what's the gist of the story? Tell me a little bit about what's going on in book four. Okay, book four is Madison Thorne. I thought Thorne would be a good name because she's a thorn in the hero <laughs> side. I like that. Yeah, but she started out, she is an ISB ranger, and that's investigative services branch, and uh, right at, when the story opens, she's stationed in the Big Bend area of Texas, at Nash, it's a national park, and uh, uh, a cartel had been moving uh, human trafficking 
they had been using it as a place to fly in from Mexico with you know, with with a load with women. Yeah. And uh, so she's there and she ends up uh, she's working with the FBI because they, and you just have to bring in other resources because there's not enough of them. There's only 37 ISB Rangers. Okay. And so uh, she and the FBI guy had fallen in love. And, but his wife had left him and about three months earlier, she had taken his son 2000 miles away mm -hmm. and he, he became unhinged and he made a deal with the cartel that if they would bring his son, yeah, he would give them information. And so the, this is payday and uh, he has to get rid of her because he knows that if he disappears, she will find him. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the end, she ends up killing him mm. and saving the little boy who is being flown in by the, the, the cartel. Okay. And so, but then she, that she, after that, she wouldn't work violent crimes. She just, okay. she couldn't do it anymore. Sure. And she turned to white, to fraud, white collar crimes and fraud. Okay. And so that's what gets her to Natchez is the... Okay. Uh, there's a, a problem between with the National Park Service and the uh, Adams County supervisor has asked for help because someone's stealing equipment and taking kickbacks. So that's what gets her to Natchez. Okay. And uh, she uh, gets down there and uh, it's so hard to, it to condense uh, almost 400 page Right. Anyway, they end up with another murder. Okay. An attempted murder, and okay. and so and she gets thrown together with the, oh the 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 Natchez Trace Park Ranger. She's going to Jackson. She's going to Jackson to meet with the people that she needs to meet with. She's doing sixty five. Okay. That's, That's a no no. That's a no no. We learned that <laughs> earlier in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and she, the most. Yeah, 55 at the most. So she she he pulls her over and they have a conversation. Well, she her her grandfather lives in Natchez and she came okay. to Natchez in the summer and she remembers she sees his name and it's Clayton Bradshaw. Mm -hmm. And he she in her mind, he bullied her with along with her cousins. Okay. When they were she was a child and would come to Natchez. He didn't recognize her and she wouldn't recognize him except the name. And of course, her name's not the same as it was when she was a child. I mean, he wouldn't remember anyway. Sure. So uh, anyway, uh, they that's how they get together. Okay. And they have to work through that. But then uh, her grandfather is murdered and mm -hmm. they are thrown, that's how they are put thrown together. Sure. In this case. And so yeah. they have to solve that murder and work out their problems and uh there are the name of the book is deception and there is a lot of deception a lot of deception all right well it sounds absolutely intriguing and i love the the setting and the the elements that you're bringing into it that aren't familiar at least to me um so it sounds extremely exciting um the concept of deception sounds like something that you've really woven through the story it is. I, and that wasn't, I don't think it was even conscious. Okay. I think it actually, that's just the way it worked out. And um, I knew it was going to be named, called Deception. Okay. 
from the beginning, but um, and I really only had a little, uh, a little bit of the plot in my mind when I first started working on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it it, uh, but it I don't know. I think I think God really pulls all this together, yes. and 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 so you know I didn't. I've always prayed, but I don't think I ever prayed as much since I started writing. <laughs> Kind of sometimes, sometimes it's every paragraph every sentence every word right it, you know you I could not do this if God didn't do it through me oh absolutely I, yeah my job is to sit down here at the computer and be ready to take what he gives me and run with it right I got I have to show up that's fair and I totally agree so why do you think the theme of deception became so important in the book do you think there is a a reason God sort of evolved it that way or is there something along the lines of of deception that has affected your life or readers that you think would be well I think people are often not what they seem mm. and I think this that's one of the things this book shows that 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 uh evil hides yeah but God brings it to light mm. it always comes to light Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it brings the, the mind of the truth will set you free. That was the verse that was going through my brain. Yeah. As you were talking, my, kind of trying to search for it as we've been yeah. chatting here, the truth will always set you free. And um, absolutely, it's, it's so important. Um, how do you respond to readers who, um, you know, read your books and are like, wow, that really hit more than just a story in me, but that hit a part of me that needed to be touched. Let me tell you a little story. Okay. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Uh, first book I wrote was Shadows of the Past. And that next following March, I was at a, I was speaking at a conference and a lady bought it and she took it home and read it. And she sent me an email and she said, on page so-and-so, you made an error. And I thought, oh. <laughs> you know, I just love it. Right. Those <laughs> anyway. are the best emails. <laughs> well, actually it really was because okay. then she said, you called a respiratory nurse a respiratory therapist, a respiratory nurse. And I said, no, I didn't, you know, myself. Right. I wouldn't have done that. I know there's no such thing as a respiratory nurse. Well, on that page, there it was, respiratory oh. nurse. <laughs> so I sent her an email back and thanked her. The next book is about a doctor. This woman had worked in a, uh, as a nurse, emergency room nurse, operating room nurse for years. Okay. And I asked her, would she read that book and help me with the terminology and all of that? Mm -hmm. So, and in this story, this, the, the heroine who became the doctor, her overheard her mother tell her father, uh, I told you, I told you we should never have had that another child. Mm -hmm. And she was that other child. 
And so she had carried that with her all her life. And then I got, after I got the, after we got the book all done, well, I wanted to thank her and I asked her, could I, because she came to a writing conference, I thought maybe she would like to have a writing book of some sort. So I asked her and she said, no, after I see what you go through, I don't want to write. (laughs) Which I thought was funny, but she said, but I think I said, I've already, she said, I've already been paid. I said, God had me at that conference and meet you for a purpose because the problem that your heroine had is one I've had all my life. And seeing how she solved that problem has changed my life. And you know, tears are going down my right. face. Oh, yeah, sure. she, said, she said, I saw that I could overcome what my mother had done to me. And she said, it has not only changed my life, it changed my kids' life now. They see a difference. So and I thought, well, that's why I write. And that's why I wrote her back. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the stories that make it, that give such meaning. Right. You know, and it like, pushes you forward. Yeah. And it, you know what I'm saying? it makes it worthwhile, all the hard work, because it yeah. is hard work. Oh, it's hard work. And it's nice to know that you're providing you know, hours of entertainment for people or an escape. But then when you get those types of communications, yeah. you're like, wow, this is more than just a story at right. this point. This is something the Lord is using to change lives. To change lives. And that's, and that's what I hang on to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I pray that that um, continues with deception that comes yeah. out in August. Um, if our readers want to learn more about you and your books, how do they find you? They can go to my website, which is uh, ptbradley.com. Okay. All and right. that will that will take them out on Tuesday. That'll be tomorrow. I have a, a blog that comes out. It is okay. a mystery question for my readers to figure out. There are four scenarios. Three of them are true and one I made up. And the title of this week's is really, no, especially really dumb criminals. <laughs> I love that. And it's dumb criminal stories. I so love a, lot, a lot of people enjoy that. And then on Fridays, I review a book. Okay. All right. Uh, but uh, so that, that's totally worth a follow then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think uh, I, I have played around with different questions. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I had um, the tools that they use, that the okay. police use, you know, three of them were true and one of them were false. Mm-hmm. But it seems like people really do like my dumb criminal stories best. So well, that's what I'm going to stick to. I've heard a few dumb criminal stories in the past and they are oh, quite entertaining. If you ever want to do a blog on them, I tell you, there are plenty of stories to find. <laughs> and it is very hard to come up with one that equals the dumb criminals. Oh my goodness. So it's hard to find the false one, huh? (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, It's very hard. Well, I guess, I guess we need dumb criminals in our lives. So if you want to follow dumb criminals and even more so follow (laughs) Patricia Bradley, go to ptbradley.com and you can find out all about her books, dumb criminals and other books that she's been reading. So This is great. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been just a wonderful chat. Thank you. It's been fun being here. Thank you.
you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com. <laughs>